Welcome, welcome. This is the Mike Hill Show with West Coast Preps. Uh, we are live from the house. Um, we're going to get it in. Um, I always tell y'all, send me some gear. I will rock the gear no matter what it is. If you want to send me your school gear, I will rock any school gear that y'all got, any team that y'all y'all got. I'm going to show love, man. There ain't no hate in my system. I'm going to always show love to whoever uh, needs love. You feel me? So this shirt came all the way from Texas, deep South Texas. Um, this is the Twins Passing Academy. And these are my guys, man. Sometimes you, you, you connect with some coaches via Twitter and you just turn into good friends, man. So me and the Twins have been locked in. The McHugh Twins out of deep deep south texas almost mexico man they deep down there uh in corpus christi and ingle uh ingleside texas so uh one of the twins is matt one of the twins is dave um they have a pass center academy and, and and they just they branch out to so many kids i mean i remember seeing a the uh picture last year and it was about 90 kids that showed up to their passing camp and i'm going out there next year to a help coaching a camp uh those dudes do a great job promoting their kids uh the college coaches staying connected uh we got matt matt's the oc at miller high school and that's in corpus christi um as you know i know a little bit about corpus christi i did play uh indoor football arena football for uh, Laredo Rattlesnakes, and we did play Corpus Christi. They got an indoor program out there. So I had a little little visit out to Corpus Christi. And then my man Dave, my man Dave is at Ingleside High School, and he did a great job with recruiting. He actually taught me a lot of things about recruiting as far as getting a Google Dot, um, like clean and concise and, and a way to promote your players. Uh, he is the OC at Ingleside High School, just moved over to uh, Ingleside out there. And then I'm going to just give you the, their their um, program Twitter. It's at Passing, Passing Twins, P-A-S-S-I-N-G Twins on the Twitter. Check them out, man. They are very connected in Texas. Uh, they do great things. So shout out to uh, to the Twins Passing Academy. They, they are there. You feel me? This is the shirt. So, hey, send the gear over. I'm rocking, man. Um, last week we had dome hats. Um, the low man wins had, and I rocked that to the game early to the game yesterday, and I'll talk about the game a little bit in a minute. And uh, I'm gonna keep rocking the gear, man, no doubt, and keep showing love. So let's just hop into it. Uh, we'll hop into the uh, as we always do, the uh, top 25 uh, for West Coast Prep. We'll, we'll, we'll dabble into that uh, top three. The top three was, uh, you know, the number one seed was Sarah High School. They took on the undefeated Midi Gritty Monarchs. You know, they traveled down to San Mateo, uh, both undefeated teams. And it looks like Sarah took care of business. Sarah, Sarah handled it, uh, handled their business. Sarah is, I'm not going to not, not say it. Sarah is the top team in NorCal. And I highly feel like they will represent NorCal in the in the uh, state championship versus uh, even Bosco, um, modern day. Or if somebody surprises none, it's one of them, but I doubt it. But yeah, they'll represent our NorCal team. So shout out to Sierra doing the do. Looks like Dela had a had a bye week. And then uh McClymans and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is the number three team. McClymans and Pittsburgh had a showdown. 
of the top dogs uh, that took place in Pittsburgh, California. And I was supposed to be at this game, but, you know, our games got switched around and we had a game Friday night. But uh, McClyman's and Pittsburgh looked like a game you need to be at. It was plenty of college athletes on display, man, and, and they kind of showed out. And uh, Pittsburgh taught McClyman's in that game. But Jaden Rashad is committed to um, Miami, and he went absolutely bananas. And then just looking at the highlights, I'm sitting at the house on Friday night, can't sleep on, you know, before game day. So I'm up all night, and I'm watching the, you know, the uh, West Coast Preps feed. I'm watching Ethan Castle. I'm watching uh, uh, the San Jose Mercury. I'm watching uh, Mitch Stevens from – from uh, Sportsbook Live, who used to be with uh, Max Preps. I'm watching all eight feeds just to get the uh, the lowdown on what's going on in Bay Area sports. And then Jaden balled out. And then Kai Taylor went crazy. You know what I mean? He had two touchdowns, and he did what Kai does, man. Like, the Nevada commit did his thing. And then on McClyman's the side, the Jet, You know, as you guys know, I had the Jet on, on the show a few weeks ago. Great kid. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him, man. Just a uh, stand-up guy, but a stand-up kid for sure. Uh, the Jet went crazy. He he rushed for over 150 yards against uh, Pittsburgh, and that's tough to do. But Pittsburgh did come out on top. So our top three, um, I'm pretty sure the top three are going to remain the same. Like, shouldn't be too many changes in that. And we'll revisit the uh, top 25 a little later in this uh, podcast. But um, – Let's move on. We'll switch the format just a little bit. Uh, we'll circle back to the top 25. Um, let's look at some big games. So Brandon was undefeated. Brandon uh, played Lincoln of San Jose, I believe. Um, I'll double check. Is Lincoln or Leland? But um, they, they two undefeated teams went out there to battle. And my guys finally lost, man. Some Sometimes, you know, you you win a lot of games and then – you lose one, but losses can be uh, losses can be good, good or bad, right? Sometimes losses get you back refocused, and uh, so Brandon will have one loss in that column. But I think, and I know those dudes will be well coached, well prepared, and they'll be ready for the playoffs. So check Brandon out just in a little bit in uh, Alkalani's. You know my guy, Coach uh, Jesse Stewart, man. That that's one of my good my good coaching friends. Um, he is the co-OC at Akalani's, and they stayed undefeated. Uh, they beat the hell out of a team out of Oakland. So shout out to Akalani's. And then let's go all the way up north, all the way up north to uh, St. Patrick, St. Vincent, and they win again. They tend to just win a lot of games, man. I don't know what they do over there. If They just really love football. They got the kids locked in. But shout out to Trent and the boys over there uh, and Paul. They got those kids locked in. Uh, they also went again, I believe they're undefeated. So uh, looking at the games of the week uh, from the prior week, I had um, Lincoln versus Bow in the Battle of San Francisco and two teams that can really uh, represent um, their programs in the Turkey Day, which is coming up in November. And that's the uh, San Francisco Championship also takes place um on uh, Thanksgiving, which is a big-time game, man. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to get out to that game for sure this year. So uh, Lincoln and Bow, and it looks like uh, it looks like Lincoln took care of business. It was 21-7 versus Bow. So the uh, Lincoln 
football program beats the Balboa program. And, and they may revisit later in the playoffs or even in Turkey Day. So let's dribble down to uh, or let's roll down. It's not basketball, but let's roll down to uh, the next game of the week. We had Antioch versus Deer Valley. And they just changed the name of their uh, their champ their championship game or you know their their rival game, but Antioch didn't come to play. They are a big time program. They'll they'll be in the NCS playoffs. You can you know count count my my vote on them to be in the NCS playoffs. And they rolled over Deer Valley. Deer Valley has great coaches, man. They just hired some new coaches, and they'll be a program to kind of remember in the future and maybe early stages in their program development. But uh, don't count them out. Deer Valley first um, versus Antioch in the Battle of Antioch, and then uh, we look at it. Uh, Wilcox, man, Wilcox out of Santa Clara, man, them boys play some football down there. Um, they are still undefeated. They're getting it in, man. So Wilcox is undefeated, and then Bellman travels down to San Francisco, travels down to the city, and uh, they beat Reardon three to zero, and it was a low scoring game. 3-0 in a hard-fought battle. It looks like Bellarmine's uh, starting running back, Ben, uh, he got hurt early in the game. So maybe that that changed, you know, momentum or whatever it may be. But Bellarmine wins the WCAEL. And, you know, if you look back four or five episodes ago, Bellarmine was 0-2. They went out, they played Menlo Atherton, they played uh, McClyman's, and then – I told you, don't write them off, man. Don't write them off off a off a you know two wins off off a great quality programs, and they're back and they get their uh, WCL WCL win, and I think they're two and zero in WCL. That puts them in the upper tier, and they're gonna be in the playoffs. So if you ever if you ever want to quote me on something, I, I don't tell, I don't never pick who's gonna win the game, but uh, I got a pretty good understanding of how things play out in this high school football realm, at least in the Bay Area. So uh shout out to Bellman for getting that win. Um, and real quick, man, let's just talk about Menlo. You know, we went out to Amador Valley out in Pleasanton, and we came up short. Uh, the score was 14-6. to six, And if anybody was there at that game, you know, I know, coaches know, fans know. It was a great atmosphere. It was a lot of people on the stands. Um uh, Amador had a great crowd. Our Menlo crowd followed. Our student section followed. So shout out to them. Uh, you know, it's some uh, young girls on the uh, Menlo student section that 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 uh, take care of my daughter. She's out on the sidelines going bananas with them, and it's just a fun atmosphere, man. So uh, Amador did beat us fourteen to six. We went neck and neck um, for four quarters. Like it was no give up on either side, and then. You know, Amador came on on top, but I just want to give a shout out to some players and some style players from, from Amador Valley, man. Um, uh, forgive me if I pronounce your name wrong, but Jake Rothenstein is the tight end uh, number 88 that plays for uh, for Amador Valley. And that kid was bigger in person. Like you see you see uh, roster sizes, 6'6 six, six and 2. 45, 250, and then he like, hey, BS. And then you see him in person, and I'm like, God dang, like that kid is big. So shout out to Jake, man. He played a ton of snaps at DN and also at tight end. Then we had Brady and Brady Nazer. Uh, he was the other side DN, number eight, and he was just a grown man. He was bigger than me, and I'm a grown man. You hear me? So uh, he, he was a big-time player over there. 
and uh, he's going to uh, Colorado. And, and they just go hard, full snaps. And then the linebacker who made a lot of plays who maybe does not get enough recognition is the, the linebacker, Miles Jack. Big-time stops on fourth down, man. I think in third and fourth down, that really, like, at the OC, just like, God damn, right? He just stunned us when uh, we thought he should be blocked, and he went out there and blitzed and, you know, read, read the guard or whatever. His uh, reading his keys, he did that, and he made big-time plays. And then on the uh, – Offensive side of the ball, we got another Jake. We got Gakes, uh, Jake Goldsworthy. He was the running back number one. And as my son said, he was like, Dad, he was big. And he was toting that Brock. You know what I mean? So he kept falling forward. Like, he fought forward a lot today. You know, our Menlo D played incredible. And, and I will never take that away from them. But shout out to Amador. Our offense put up um, some good numbers, too, and we just battled back and forth. But at the end of the day, somebody has to win. Somebody has to lose. And unfortunately for us, we are on the wrong side of the, you know, wrong side of the ball in this game. So we end up falling short and um 14 to 6, and we'll get into our league play. And now we'll start against uh Aragon. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. We'll take a break, and I got a special guest coming for us in just a moment. Hey, welcome back. This is the uh Mike Hill show with West Coast Preps. Uh, you know, a, a big time uh media sports outlet in the west coast but we got a special guest tonight he, he from the other side of, of, of the country man we got coach jaron uh nicholson uh, he's a wide receiver coach at uh university of sioux falls so we got him and we'll, we'll be able to ask him some questions about recruiting about his coaching career and uh just some insight on what college coaches want to look at so i know that's big for you guys that follow me um some of y'all consider me a recruiter, but I'm just a coach. But we got the man here. We got a, you know, a college coach um, to give his insight on a lot of things. So welcome, my man. I appreciate you coming. No problem, though. Thanks for having me. No doubt. So let's just go way back, man. This is maybe like two or three seasons ago. I hit up Coach Nicholson uh, trying to just get my players uh, the spotlight. And you were, at, uh, you were at West Texas or Midwestern? Where are you at? Midwest. Western State. Yeah, Midwestern State. And then, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I was just hitting coaches. And he was one of the coaches that really, uh, like, just looked out and, was, you know, was cool. And, and we just started talking. And we started chopping it up two years ago. We stayed connected. <laughs> and then somehow, I mean, circles all fold. And we got into this crazy group chat. And it's about fifty. Co <laughs> it's about fifty coaches in this group chat that we got. Man, it's college coaches from all levels: D three, D two, high school, D one. You know what I mean? Like, and we all in this in this group chat, and somehow, some way, with our busy schedules, we tend to talk like every day. Like <laughs> everybody's supporting each other. So, my man, you know I appreciate you from the beginning. So, let me just ask you a few questions. Let's just first talk about the program that you at now. You at Sioux Falls. Talk about uh, Sioux Falls and you know your experience there and what, what you got going over there. Yes, yeah, so University of Sioux Falls, man. It's a great program in a great city. Part of the reason why I chose this job. We got three hundred thousand people. Got a place to eat, things to do. Um, both the last two D two schools I was at before I actually played them in the playoffs before, so I was aware of the brand. Um, they have a winning program, winning tradition. Even when they're in NAI school, they got four national championships to their name. It's a fully supported program. Even though it's a small school, only about 1,500 kids, the program's fully supported by the community sponsors. Um, so it's, we've got resources here that I haven't seen at my other D2 schools. 
um, it's just a really great place to be. And y'all undefeated, right? Is y'all undefeated? Yeah, right. We're undefeated right now. Oh, so. Hey, don't don't try to be all modest, man. You already <laughs> know me, dog. I talk wild in that group chat. So yeah. they undefeated. Let hey, let it be known they undefeated. Sioux Falls undefeated in that D two. Mm-hmm. They gonna make a push in that D two playoffs. And real quick, so let's just talk about let's just rewind mm-hmm. uh, how you started coaching your know, playing career. You know, we talked about you played at the University of Texas and moved on to coaching. Just give us a little recap on you know on uh, Coach Nicholson. Yeah, so I was walking on the University of Texas, 2009, 2013. Um, and after that, I got into sales for a bit. <clears throat> and, you know, I was watching games of football, and I, I coached, like, a middle school flag football team. And I was like, I just enjoyed being around the youth and, like, teaching them and mentoring them. So I was like, man, I want to get back into it. So I tried to go back and volunteer at Texas, but at that time, I was there in the Mac Brown. And at that time, it was Tom Herman's, so like, two staffs had changed over. So I couldn't even get a volunteer role. Yeah. Um, I was willing to. I went back to got in grad school there. Um, so while I was doing that, I went ahead and volunteered at the high school. So at the high school, knew somebody at Harding University, which is another D2. That's a top 10 team there. Um, they made the playoffs both years I was there and went there. It was a wide receiver job coaching the flex ball. And I was like, do I take this? It's in Arkansas. You know, I've never been to Arkansas. Yeah. But I took the job and I learned a lot of ball. Um, learned a lot of ball. Learned a lot what it takes to be successful. Learned a lot about recruiting. Um, and everything there. After that, the two years there, I got a job as a graduate assistant at Midwestern State, and was there for a couple of years. We didn't, we won the conference, but we didn't make the playoffs just due to how some of those rankings shake out. So we had the COVID year. I got there a week later, COVID hit. So mm-hmm. didn't have that fall season. Played some games in the spring, and then the next fall I was there. We won the conference, uh, but didn't make the playoffs. So that was tough. We were like eighth or ninth in the region. Only top seven teams make it. And then after that. Um, I got interviewed for a job here at Sioux Falls, and I took it, and it's been great so far. And the rest is history. So just a little background. So I played at Southeastern Oklahoma. So we played in that Long Star Conference. Okay. Um, my year, we went out to Harden. And, and I, <laughs> I got to look back at the stats. I don't know. I think we beat Harden and then just playing Midwestern and all those schools in there. But at the time, that was like Abilene, West Tech, yeah. Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Like it was no joke. Like, hey man, they, they, it's beating the shit out of you know out of D one program. So <laughs> it's a big time football down there. So I remember you at West Texas, and I was chatting with you. I'm like, I'm coming out to Texas, and you say, Hey, coach, I'm I might not be here uh, in a little bit. But, uh, I'll let you know. Then you got the job at Sioux Falls. So yeah. that's big. Congrats, and you coaching the receivers out there. So just for our West Coast, I, I don't know if y'all recruit over here. I know recruiting has a lot to do with budgets or whatnot, but. So what's some tips that you got for um, high school kids when, when making their highlight? At any yeah. point? And it's things that people say all the time, and you got to circle yourself before the clip starts so we can find you, right? Don't have us looking Rainer. for you. Yeah, no brain. I know everybody says, I got to save myself. That's like my biggest pet peeve. It's like I'm just like looking at football tape. What am I doing? Especially linemen. Like you got to make that circle small so we can find you. And then slow-mo. And fast forward, like, don't need it. We can tell when you speed the tape up. Slow-mo doesn't make it look any cooler. We don't care about the music. I always listen to it on mute. So save your time. And then the next biggest thing I think is tough for kids to understand, but put your best place first. And what that means is not like the game-winning touchdown against your rival. Because to us, we don't care or know that it's the game-winning touchdown. Even if you put that in the caption, it doesn't show me how good of a football player or how you translate to us. What you got to do is put the most play that shows your talent. So if you're a quarterback – whether that's a deep, accurate deep ball or putting in a tight window in the middle of the field 
or breaking tackles as a running back, right? Those untouched long runs. Again, I was just a running back coach. Untouched long runs don't do much for me unless you get separation. But I want to see you break tackles, make people miss. Rally receivers, I want to see it open beat ball the time. Those are good. It's good to see you get speed and separation. You do need to have those. But I want to see you catch a hitch route and then take it 80 because you made people miss or you broke a tackle or you broke somebody off on a dig route because your route was clean and then you ran away from people. So you want to see a combination of things. Don't just put the same things or put something that shows your talent or your ability. No doubt, man. I just had a I was just talking to one of my uh, kids that I mentor and he played DB, but he also played running back. And he had a 75 yard touchdown. I'm like, show your speed like you can't, mm -hmm. you can't teach speed, man. It's something yeah. you can't teach like playmakers. You can't teach that. So yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so I hope these young kids are listening, man. I, you know, I get all type of film. And then you see like a, a one yard tackle against, like you said, the rival. Nobody cares. You know yeah. what I mean? Nobody even knows who your rival is. So scrap mm -hmm. that, put the big play. So let's just talk about wide receiver play. So you coach on wide receivers. Mm -hmm. um, um, and I love the wide receiver play. So what do you look for in a wide receiver if you were going to offer them at your program? The first thing, one of the biggest thing I look for in tape is contested catches, right? We, at this level, it's hard to get open all the time. But if you don't get open or they're playing some type of zone on you, can the quarterback still throw you the ball and you make a play? Right. Because a lot of that is, is hard. We can work on that. And we do work on it here and we can teach that. But at a certain point, you got to have that in you that you're going to make contested catches. Also, look at their stride. It's tough to see on film how fast people are because I'm not from this region. It's like right. down in Texas, I knew who they're playing against. I knew some of the kids. So I could say, OK, I know that kid's fast. I've seen him in person. I could compare the kids, but I'm new to this region. So a lot of it's just kind of looking at stride, how they get in and out of breaks. You know, are they are they slipping as they chop? Are they off balance when they run? Um, do they make contested catches? And I'm a little bit different. I do like to see some blocking on there. I want to see if you've got willingness to oh, be tough. Physical. Block no rock. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Especially here at our program. So you got to have a willingness to do that. And then, like, it's almost like running backs. If you got some players where you can catch the ball and break tackles and make people miss, that's a second-level dynamic ability that it's hard to teach. We can work on it, but it's great if you already got that. For sure. So, hey, so how how important is track time to you compared to, like, camp times, et cetera? Because, you know – as we all I'm, know, people be lying on. I've run a four three. Yeah, bullshit. Like yeah, four three. Unfortunately, so my last school coach I was working with, Coach, um, playing on his name, but he was at Western Michigan. Coach Ashton Akins at Midwestern State. He got me on at Athletic.net. Man, I'm big on track times because you can't. Kids don't know what is and isn't a good time, and there's a wider berth on those hundred meter times of what I'm willing to accept. Um, and those law track meets, you can tell if they're an official track meet or not. And so I, I have a kid, I almost Google their name, athletic.net. So that's one of the big reasons to run track, just to get some times on you, you know? So I ask kids if they run track, I Google their name, see if the time comes up on athletic.net, that verified 10-9, you know, he can go. So I'll, I'll take that over, you know, you tell me you run a 4-3, but again, like you said, coaches can time whatever. Right. Camp times are great too. If I go to a camp or it's a camp that I trust, I'll take that 40-time warning consideration. Um, and again, it matters to a point because we at the end of the day you still got to see people there's still such thing as game speed and sure. tracks so but it, it, it helps if you see kids fast and you see a track time to verify it it's a big check big check hey no doubt man so hey, hey that, that's a, that's some good advice man like you, you don't get this i think a lot of coaches like even when we're recruiting man 
Like you never really know what people are looking for. You know what I mean? Like what matters or what doesn't, but you always say it. I remember when I was shooting players, see you like coach, like what's his, what's his track time? Like very tight, yeah. very high times, man. I'm like, he running Donna, right? Yeah. So it always worked out. And that also oh, helped yeah. out with our connection. So let's just talk about the culture. Uh, what you, what can you, what do you bring to Sioux Falls? What you trying to do? And then let's talk about your career goals, because as I know, Coaches want to move up, right? You want to go D2, maybe go want to go D1, AA. It's a, it's a stepping stone. So let's just talk about yours. Yeah, so I think a big reason why the, the coach hired me here, the offensive coordinator was the guy who was the O-line coach before the former OC moved on to Eastern Washington. And just my experience being at a flex bone school with guys who don't catch a lot of passes or are willing to be unselfish in the block. Um, for here, we're, we're a run-first team, but when we had a receiver just catch five catches for 120, um, yesterday, you know, say in a tutty. So it's like we're not throwing the ball, but this whole program's identity has been built around the run. We have a first team all conference back. We have another right back who's second. So we have two backs who made all conference teams to kind of set up who we are. All that to say is it's not about necessarily catching the ball, but it's about developing those guys who are going to be tough. If anybody can teach the guys to run around to be tough, there's plenty of YouTube stuff you can find and work on about building that relationship and just building characters in those guys to be unselfish. You know, even when they don't have the ball, uh, we had a touchdown against Concordia St. Paul where someone else caught the ball and a wide out who didn't catch it went down the field and threw a block for him, you know, and that sprung a big play. And those type of things are what win championships, you know, because everybody runs the same pass plays and the day everybody runs four verts, everybody runs wide cross, that type of stuff. But how you execute it's important. And so just bringing that unselfish mentality loving your brother and then how that stuff translates off the field and keep, I try to make sure I keep myself accountable and preaching that. Like it's not all about football, it's about life. We're teaching life here and making sure we're doing that day in and day out. I have some of my players come in front of the room and talk about things um, on the field and how they translate to life lessons and, and speak to their brothers and to your leadership and speak up and not just talk about it, not just be all about ball, but let's be better men. And so my philosophy and my catchphrase is, uh, making people better on and off the field. For sure. For sure. And and that kind of goes to our group chat, man. I, <laughs> hey, we, we talk about life. We talk about uh, coaching schemes. Um, <laughs> when something good happens in our group chat, we promote it. We like and retweet. Yes. Making each other better, though. So yes. no doubt, man. So uh, your, your life goals and, and football goals kind of match. So – that's awesome, man. So let me ask you one question, and I'm going to let you go, dog. So this was the question of the week. This was by one of the twins. I think this is by Matt uh, McHugh out of deep, deep, deep uh, South Texas. Yeah, that's where I'm from, man, 361. There you go. Oh, so you're yeah. a deep South Texas too, man. Hey, yeah. man, that's how I'm going to say Mexico. Y'all deep, deep down <laughs> there. So let me ask you this, man. So the question of the week was uh, what causes more fumbles, being under center or, or shotgun snaps? What do you think? I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but what, what's your, your guess on the, that? The, 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 it's a trick question, by opinion. The answer is whatever you practice the least. Okay. okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, like, at Midwestern, it's like Hardy, we're triple Osher team, run the center. We were 100% on the center, but we, when we snapped that ball, it's good. Now, when we went to scout teams and tried to give the defense a look, that okay. ball's going everywhere. Yeah. Now, Midwestern State, we were a shotgun team. Now, when we try to go under center goal line and stuff like that, it wasn't so clean, right. you know? So here, we've actually been pretty good. We're more balanced. I'm doing a little bit of under and, and shotgun. But when it's when it's nit gritty, we'll go shotgun because that's what our guys are used to. 
For sure. Whatever you do, you got to invest in it. But I think if you aren't used to doing something, especially like that quarterback center exchange, if you don't work on it, it's ugly. Yeah, good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, that probably not a satisfactory answer. You got to pick one. You got to yeah. pick one. Hey, under center or shotgun, where did the most fumbles happen? And there's no right or wrong answer. I would say under center. Just those guys getting nervous trying to get out of there. I hear you. No doubt. Hey, so I didn't get to it. So I know you are where your feet are, but do you have yeah. um, like goals to like coach division one professional sport? Like what are your long-term goals as yeah. a coach? Yeah. I want to be a national championship winning head coach. Okay. So, okay. There you so, go. Hey, hey, hire me. I'm coming. Hire me. <laughs> hey, always though. Like, I mean, me and coach, I mean, a lot of talks about this before, because we were at a convention. Oh. Someone asked them like, how do you network? And that question struck with me because at the time, I honestly didn't have a good answer. Um, but you mentioned our chat it's in, we're in. It's about just getting to know people and their philosophies and sharing ideas. And it's about not having an agenda, even if it's just making jokes, like getting to know people and who they are. Because part of the good thing about being here, I like the staff and head coach and, and how he interacts and keeps us accountable. While, um, also creating a good, fun atmosphere to work in uh, and family first atmosphere. And so when it comes to hiring people, it's got to be people that you trust and that you want to work with um, and stuff like that. So I'm always trying to, you know, get to know people because you never know who's going to get hired, man. Like Coach Aikens always talks about there's a guy who was somebody's GA, um, I think, when he was at Northwestern State. And then Coach got fired and up hiring the guy who he GA'd under with to work under him at some point. And so it's just about treating people right doing right by the kids that like whoever you're offering scholarships you're working with because when you do right man good things come back around so no no man hey i think hey, with that chat somebody gonna make it we're gonna be on it a little bit oh, we, just gotta, okay. we just gotta wait <laughs> <laughs> hey hey rick lotto might be one i mean he he liked upper echelon um at, at rice right now but hey we hey we gonna get our bid man so first of all thank you bro i appreciate you always the small chats, the text, even responding to DMs from the beginning. That was like two or three years ago. And we'll stay locked in. And, and you you the first college coach on this, so we'll promote it. And, yeah. we'll, and you know, I always got some guys. So if you want to come yeah. up with those, or, you know, I'm going to okay. give them to you. No doubt. Okay. One thing I want to say, Coach, before you go about yeah, that response. Both recruits. I don't know if Coach listened to this too, but recruits and Coach. For sure. Okay respond to people man like part of the reason why coach regalado is where he's at he was at a small school but when he hit people up he always like he always responds to people no matter where he's been and you hit me up i would you respond to me i respond like kids who respond to other coaches those are the ones that get offered because we, we're, we're talking to a bunch of kids and the ones that show interest that's who gets the bid so respond to people show respect answer and call text back for sure. Hey, you never know where people go, man. Just like you, you know what I mean? You traveled on. It's another coach that I'm pretty cool with. He was at a Division three school in New Jersey. Now he's at a D1 school, you know what I mean? Co a position coach in one year. Like, you never <laughs> know what people end up. You can play yeah. at home, but you're going to play yourself. But I just thought about this, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get a group a group podcast. We'll get all our boys on from the group chat. Yeah. I'm going to have to figure That'll out. That'll be fun. I got to set some ground rules with them with them guys, you know what I mean? Got to. Other heels, even though they ain't my cousin, my other cousin, <laughs> other heels, I got to set some ground rules with them, and we'll get it in. But right on, Jaron, Coach Nicholson from Sioux Falls, my guy, I appreciate you, bro. Yes, Thank you for having me, Coach. Thank you so much. Right on.
Welcome back, man. We are back. Um, I just had Coach Jaron Nicholson, uh, Nicholson um, a coach that I really admire, a cool coach, and he is at a University of Sioux Falls wide receiver coach, formerly at Midwestern, uh, formerly played at University of Texas. And uh, in a group chat, it's about 50 high school college coaches in a group chat that we got, man, and we share a lot of information going back and forth. Um, and, you know, coincidentally, there's a three coaches last name hill in that group chat it's me and it's a couple coaches from down south unrelated but we all family now but we literally talk every single day man it's some coach chiming in about what happened in their day um what they need help with schemes good things bad things and it's a great network to have so what i recommend all coaches, young and old, just have a network of different coaches that you can bounce ideas from, uh, learn from, and, and respect ultimately, though. So um, I think in this group chat, just mark my words, man, we got Coach Rigolato, who's the uh, director of recruiting at, uh, at Rice University. Um, we got different college coaches going down. We got college coaches in uh, Texas, um, you know, all the way uh, in uh, the northern part of the country. And we got high school coaches from down south. And we got me from Cali, baby. I think we got two Cali coaches over there in this group chat. So it's always funny. They talk about 6A and this, that, and the other. And we just chime in and they talk about the rain and how hot it is. And I'm sitting in Cali. I'm in, uh, you know, the San Francisco Bay Area. And we in the uh, 70s, 80s, and we sit nice every day. So shout out to Cali, baby. California love. So let's just look at a couple more things that I wanted to chime into. Um, kind of switch it up. I did not have, I did not choose a player of the week um, only because it was the same players, at least that got nominated, that all that are always balling. So I want to get some new, fresh blood into this, man. You know, we got our big time D1 recruits. Um, all over the Bay Area, and they continue to have stout performances every single week. But I want to see some new blood. I want to see some some kids that's putting them stats that don't get a lot of love. And I want to showcase them to these coaches, to you know, different outlets that follow me on the uh, West Coast Preps slash Mike Hill uh, show. I want to just get y'all just a little bit more exposure. So there'll be no player of the week uh, this week, but I do want to give a shout out to a program. Maru Catholic out of the South Bay. If you ever, if you guys follow them on Twitter, let me get the Twitter. Let me get their Twitter for you, man. Let me get their Twitter for you real quick. Um, let me see what their Twitter is. It's uh, Maru Catholic. I just want to get the exact. Um, Their, their exact Twitter, but it's Maru Catholic Football. And I'm not sure who exactly is running their page, but they are doing an absolutely awesome job of just showcasing their players of all positions, right? Running backs and um, quarterbacks, um, linemen, coaches, admin. They're doing a great job over there, man, and that's what it's about. I don't know who's behind the scenes on this, but shout out to you slicing these tapes creating these highlights and and pro promoting them to uh to a uh, different college coaches so my player of the week is going to be a program of the week for this week and that's maru catholic man and their twitter so anybody that follow me their twitter is at maru and that's m-o-r-e-a-u football f-o-o-t-b-a-l-l on the twitter so follow them, man. Check them out, dude. They, they, they're, they're doing great things. Their head coach is Coach 
Keith Miner. Um, he's a great schematic coach, but also a great um, leader, um, role model, uh, inspiration to kids. It, it's bigger than football. I've, I've had the pleasure to meet him one time, but also just watching different clips of him and talking to different coaches that know him is bigger than football. He was at Encinal, uh just last season, and they had a, a great season. Now he's at Maru Catholic. Uh, the smaller private school out in the East Bay. So shout out to Maru Catholic football. That is my program of the week, man. So y'all doing great things. So we'll fast forward. I want to uh, get to the question of the week. And let me look at the poll here. The question of the week was uh, brought to you by one, one of the coaches that, uh you know, that, that put together th this great uh, twins passing Academy twins. I couldn't tell them apart for a minute. But now I think I got a little, I kind of got a little bit, and it, it takes a lot. Look at the, you know, the kids and wives, and they put it all together, but I got it. And uh, so shout out to uh, the twins. But this is um, Coach Matt. Uh, his question was, uh, he asked me just the other week, like, what do you think causes more fumbles? And that's being under center, you know, so the center quarterback exchange, center quarterback to running back. Um, or is it shotgun snaps from delivery from center to quarterback to running back? So, um, and I'm looking at the poll, and it looks like um, my man, Coach Nicholson, said it would be under center. It was his vote. And the, the poll will go on, but it's close to 100 votes on this. It got three hours left, so we'll top around 125, give or take, um, that people chimed in on this. And it's um, – Shotgun snaps has 52% of the votes versus being under center has 48% of the votes. So that's way too close, right? So we'll see in the next three hours. And I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a retweet this to get a few more votes. And I'm a, you know, we'll see what, what really causes the most fumbles. But I got to think, man, nowadays in the type of football that we play, um, you know, people do play under center a lot more, but we, it's just not as often. Yeah, I will say that. So I would have to say being under center causes more fumbles. That's my opinion. And there's no right or wrong answer. Maybe somebody keeps track of these stats, but um, I think it's under center. But there's fumbles all over the place. And crazy things happen, man. They can snap off the, you know, center's butt, the quarterback, and misread the snap, the running back, and not have the right arm up. It's all kind of stuff that can take place. But just in the, in the question of the week for the Mike Hill Show, it was a uh, 52 percent of the snaps are from um I'm fifty two percent of the fumbles excuse me are from being in the shotgun while forty eight percent are being under center man so we will always have questions if you guys sorry if you guys have question ideas for me send it over send it over I want I want to hear what y'all got to say I want to you know um and just get people to chime in on it so as we move forward um. I have one more one more thing I wanted to touch on. I had a uh, a parent of a big time player. I won't I won't put his name out there, but a big time, not like a I say jabroni all the time, like the rock, not like a jabroni, but a big time. Like, I think he's like a four star player and committed to a big time program. He asked me a question. Uh, what do you think like about players who who are at programs with? Big time players in front of them. Say, for example, if you play, this is an example. This is not the question that he asked. If you play offensive line and um, you got five Division One offensive linemen in front of you, 
and you are sitting back and not getting a lot of snaps, is it better off that you go to a different school, right? And and be able to showcase your talent and put it on film, or should you just wait your turn and when your turn comes, showcase your talent? So that's a loaded question. I think I I will uh I'm gonna actually, you know, um swing that question also to next week. And I want to hear different people's uh, opinion on it. What should you do? Um, but if my response to uh, this parent was, it depends what type of program you're at. If you had a big time program and there's some big time programs here in uh, Northern California where you can sit on, you can, you can sit behind a player and wait your turn and then still get the uh, exposure and film that you need to be a big time player. You know what I mean? And get their, uh, you know, get the recruiting. I mean, get the recruitment and get the offers that you need. They're going to stop at all the coaches going to stop at Pittsburgh. The coaches are going to stop at Folsom, right? The coaches are going to stop at Sarah, right? The coaches are going to stop at St. Francis. And there's a few more in between. I'm just naming a few and Milo Atherton. They're going to stop there. And there's also some programs. If you're not in that realm, they may not stop and you, not, you might not be known. So I'm not telling anybody to transfer. There's no method to recruiting. I think it has to do with a lot of um, a lot of luck, a lot of uh, blessings coming your way and uh, perfect timing. So there's no right or wrong answer to it. But um, when you do get on the field, you give it your all. Every play is, a, you know, could be a highlight play. You know what I mean? So just take advantage of that play. Put your finger in dirt if you're alignment. Get your right stands blocked. Catch the ball if you're receiver. Run that route. Uh, uh, running backs uh, block and pass protection. Finish the run. It's all type of things that you can do. It's no right or wrong answer. But I, I, I'll ask some other people about that. But um, I think, man, when your time comes, no matter where you are at, make sure you're ready to go. Uh, the good quote and maybe the best quote is uh, stay ready so you don't got to get ready, right? Like you don't got to come in the game and be nervous. Like I'm always prepared. I'm ready to go. When the coach calls my name, I'm locked in and I'm getting it in. So um, we'll come back to that one and we'll see what other people got to say. So that is an unknown question. Recruitment is tough. Recruitment is about connections, as you can see uh, with Coach Nicholson. It's about connections. It's about who you know and the relationship that you have with those coaches, the culture of your program, the uh, excuse me, the winning tradition of your program. You know, it's all kind of different factors. People think it's like, oh man, I just scored five touchdowns. I should, I deserve a division one offer, but like, no, it's not that simple, man. What, what, what team are you playing? What league do you play in? Uh, how did you run that route? You know what I mean? Like it's so many different factors um, to recruitment. So I will move on and I will give you the game of the week and we keeping it with the home team. It's going to be the Menlo Knights. We take on the Aragon Dons. And that is the uh, homecoming game. That's also our senior our senior day. And that'll take place on this upcoming Saturday. Uh, to be, I want to say, at 2 o'clock at the house in, in uh, Atherton, California. That's going to be a big-time game. It's going to be packed. Uh, this will be my first homecoming with the uh, Menlo. And I heard they get a good crowd out there. And San Mateo is not too far away from us. So I'm sure that the uh, Aragon believe they the Dons will, will bring over a good crowd. So the, the game of the week is the homecoming game for Menlo. Um, it's showtime. It's league play. 
We played our out of conference. We are three and two. We lost uh, uh, two games to some uh, East Bay teams. We beat three teams uh, within our CCS section. So it was going down. Like we ain't about to curl up. It's it, it's about to go down. So uh, I, I plan to win. I never plan to lose. Um, so come out if you if if you got time Saturday two o'clock Cartan Field and uh, Atherton the Mellow Knights will take on the Aragon Dons and that's the game of the week. And you better believe I'm gonna have some kids that ball out. Even if we on the other side of the sticks, I have somebody from that game come on the show. So. Um, I want to thank you guys for first West Coast preps. Thank y'all for giving me this platform to just speak my mind and talk about college football. I mean, I'm sorry, high school football, college recruiting, how you get to that level, my experience, my day, whatever I feel like talking about. It's a, you know, it's a free world. So shout out to West Coast preps for giving me this. I appreciate y'all every Sunday for chiming in. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, I know we on Apple. Uh, Apple Podcast. We are on a uh, podcast bean. Uh, we're on YouTube. If you want to see the video portion of it, just subscribe to it. Like the video. Those go a long way, man. Like, I don't know what this this uh, podcast realm will take me to, but I appreciate the support. So like, retweet, follow, hit me up, holla at me. It's all good. But thank you. Another Sunday, another blessed Sunday. We are live. We are healthy. We are free. This is the Mike Hill Podcast Show with West Coast Preps.